Christ is risen. Christos Anesti. Christos Ainviat. Bravo. A couple of weeks ago, I had the pleasure of traveling to North Carolina to visit my parents and my brother and several friends whom I still have there. And I visited one of those friends who was recovering from surgery for the removal of a cancerous tumor. He had been through this before, had been through chemotherapy, but cancer was back for round two. And as I sat there with him for a couple of hours speaking with him, joined later by his wife and his two teenage children, the full force of what he was dealing with was brought home to me. And I thought of others who have suffered these kinds of afflictions. I thought of our brother Tony, who we lost during the coronavirus pandemic, and the two daughters he left behind. And I thought of people who have lost children and had to bury their own children, which is a sadness I cannot even comprehend. And I think of all those people who suffer something painful that wasn't their fault, something awful. It could have been an accident that wasn't their fault. It could have been a congenital birth defect. And then, of course, I thought of this blind man about whom we heard today in the ninth chapter of the Gospel according to John. When Jesus encounters him, his disciples ask him, Rabbi, who sinned, this man or his parents, that he was born blind? You see, when we encounter things like this, when we encounter suffering like this, that doesn't seem to have a purpose or a cause, it's natural for us to ask this question, to ask why. Some people call this the problem of evil. Why do bad things happen to people? Sometimes you hear why do bad things happen to good people, but we know that we're all sinners, so I'm going to just say why do bad things happen to us when there doesn't seem to be any cause for it? But Jesus' answer is the real grace we receive today. Because let's face it, brothers and sisters, not all of us will be miraculously healed. Most of us will not. And so when we read a story like this, we think, well, good for the blind man who happened to be alive and in Palestine when Jesus was living and was healed. What about my brother? What about my uncle? What about myself who is going through this suffering? But Jesus says something that is for us. He says, it was not that this man sinned or his parents. This is not the reason that he was born blind. But why? But that the works of God may appear in him. That the works of God may appear in him. And you might say, that's fine. I'd prefer healing. I understand. I would too. 
But we must listen to God's words. We must listen to the words of Christ here and come to grips with the fact that the reason that God allows these things to happen to us and to those whom we love is so that his works may appear in us, so that we may become a witness of him and his glory. That's the opportunity for us. And so what should we do? No one in their right mind would wish suffering upon himself or herself, even though we believe that suffering is a mark of election in this world for the faithful. But what can we do? One thing, pray for those who suffer. Pray for those who suffer. It is the single most important thing we can do not only as an act of love toward them, but as a kind of preparation for us, should we ever face this kind of suffering. My friend, whom I mentioned before, is a faithful, wonderful Christian man, an Orthodox Christian. And one of the most beautiful things about my time together with him a couple weeks ago was how joyful he was, how hopeful he was, how full of faith he was, facing possible death and leaving behind two teenage children and his wife. He had peace. He had joy. He had faith. Through the intercessions of the blind men, whom we remember today, may God give us all that same grace that if and when we are faced with such an affliction, with such a tribulation, that may be our response, that we may give glory to God and that his works might appear in us.